And welcome back to a fresh episode of Business Growth Show. I'm your host, Sam Dunning, co-owner over at webchoiceuk.com. And if you haven't yet, check out my weekly emails where I share actionable B2B marketing, website and SEO tips, useful goodies, giveaways and more. Why not give it a shot over at businessgrowth.email. Joining me today is returning guest, Justin Rowe. He's the founder and CMO over at Impactable. How are we doing, sir? Hey, nice to be here. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on, man. No worries, dude. So I'm very excited today because we're talking about a fresh topic, but a fresh feature and a fresh launch for LinkedIn. We're talking about LinkedIn influencer ads and who better to get on the show than the founder, the CMO, possibly the, the world's most successful and largest beat to be LinkedIn ads agency. Is that fair to say? Yeah, it sounds weird uh, to say. And I, I find like myself uh, tempering that and saying, you know, there's not a ton of LinkedIn ads agencies out there. So maybe it's not as impressive as it sounds, but it is pretty cool. And yeah, I think we're in a pretty good position to offer uh, some insights and advice on this new feature. I'm excited. Yeah, man. And they've literally just just released this feature. What, what, did it come out this week or was it last week? Or They started slow rolling it out, I think, four or five weeks ago. But right. officially, I think just this in the last few days, they're saying everyone should actually have it now um, globally. So that it just, yeah, is, is that fresh. I just personally got it, I think, two two days ago. So, And I think everyone should have it now. Got it. So we're saying like a June 2023 kind of late late yeah. release. Cool, man. So first and foremost, for anyone that's not familiar with them, what the heck are LinkedIn influencer ads? So LinkedIn influencer ads um, are a way for a company to sponsor posts from an individual employee. So previously, what you've been able to do is a lot of LinkedIn ads operates out of the company page. So a lot of the ads, a company page could make a post. Um, and then the ads account could sponsor that company page post. So you have the organic amplified by and amplified and targeted by the paid ads. Um, or you could create ads that then get pushed out, but they, they are viewed in the feed very similarly. They look like they are put forward by the company page. If you go to the company page and look through their posts and ads, you see all of those. But this is different. This is uh, in the feed it appears different. So it'll, it doesn't actually say like from your company and then here's a personal, it's not like your company's sharing. Mm. It's literally the, per, the person's actual post. Uh, it looks exactly as it would in the feed. The only difference now is there's um, underneath and they, they hit it, which is really nice. So it's not even just at the very top, like super noticeable. It's underneath the person's name and title. It now then says sponsored by impactable you know b2b linkedin ads agency so it's very sneaky it looks very 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 organic so i'm happy mm. with the way they put it together that they didn't just make it look they could have botched it they could have made it look like the company so is sharing a personal and it could have looked terrible ui but it's actually really clean uh, which is really nice i like it i was saying to you before we hit record that so far the only ones in my feed anyway i've seen are yours and they aren't just like you say like justin doesn't have a bias here much like Google are trying to do slowly and steadily with their ads, they, they don't look like ads at all. Like, for example, with the Google sponsored ads, they've either got the ad or the sponsored little section in green. But 
these have got just got a tiny one liner under the under the post, right? So you see a person, you see the person's little photo, you see the headline, you see the post, and they've yeah. just got a little one liner saying like sponsored by, and then the company name. So it's really vague, and it's pretty it's pretty um, yeah impactful um, <laughs> to, in terms of how it's going to work. But what what do you think this means for B two B companies? This rollout. So one of the things that I think it's it's almost just confirmation of what I feel is shifting already. So one of the things that I've tried to do with B2B is to humanize it, to personalize it, to make it feel more organic and more natural. And what I've realized over time is the things that work with my organic strategy, the posts that actually create inbound leads, that is what works with a paid ad strategy amplified by paid ads to the point that I was actually taking screenshots of organic posts and running them as ads. Uh, I started that two years ago and it became, it started catching on lately more and more with big funded startups kind of stealing that strategy. This lets you do that without all the, you know, hacks and finesse and trickery. Um, This is actually sponsoring your employees. So there's so many things you could do with it. The first is founder led marketing. If you have leaders in your company, and they have a voice. One of the things, you know, was LinkedIn organic, but that took a crap ton of manual effort to get a platform large enough for you to get traction. Now you can create the posts and you can amplify it with paid ads and it can accumulate the likes and comments. So you're just trading money for time. The other thing it can do is it can give your employees voices. It can give, um, it opens up, like think about testimonials. If I get five complimentary B2B service uh, founders um, to list impactable as like a current employment because they're, you know, founder strategic partners or something, I could have them make posts, uh, recommending us. And then I could sponsor those through our company page. And it could create this kind of tricky evergreen third-party validation, uh, through personal posts. That would be pretty fun. Mm. Awesome, man. Awesome. Um, yeah, in terms of kind of, you've mentioned a couple use cases there. But do you think that these are a bit of a game changer in terms of the ad space? Because like you mentioned there, we're so used to seeing in the feed the organic posts and then the company-based posts. Um, Do you think uh, potential businesses, potential prospects of our target market are going to be more inclined to trust these ads because they're coming from a person as opposed to a brand or a company? I I absolutely do. And I think a couple of things will happen. A, one thing I've noticed when I did my little screenshot experiment is that when people, the same exact message from a person versus a company, people respond differently. Uh, If it's from a company, they're already on guard, their defenses are up, they expect it's an ad. So even if you're literally just there to give them a free resource, they're like, yeah, what are you going to do next? And I don't want to click on this and I'm smarter Mm -hmm. than you. And But if it's a person sharing like a free guide or, you know, just advice on LinkedIn, I I think this is going to be the tricky part because people are so reluctant to interact with an ad because they know that that signals their curiosity, which means they're going to be like retargeted, but they'll engage with a personal post that goes over. Like, so think about that. You make a personal post detailing the, the, the insights and framework of your SEO structure. And, and you're only showing that to, you know, founders and, Uh, owners of agencies and a a certain size, and then they're interacting with that ad, clicking, read more, liking, commenting, and then all of that is automatically harvested for a retargeting audience that you can stay in front of and nurture. And all the while they didn't know they were interacting with an ad. They were interacting with a personal post that now signaled that they're in the market 
or curious about the service you offer. It's very, it's very good implications, I think. Yeah. And I suppose it's because it's LinkedIn, it's just amplifying everything in the sense that, yes, you might have to do some sponsored posts and we're going to break down the strategy in a bit in terms of kind of a bit of an A to Z on how you can put this into play. But I suppose, like you say, if they're seeing this, they're not thinking that it's a traditional ad. Maybe they're placing more trust because it's coming from a, a human as opposed to a company. Then they might follow you or click on your profile, check a bit more about what you're about, what you do, then follow you, then start seeing more of your organic posts and then seeing a mix of the sponsored posts, then check out your yeah. website. And it just feeds into that broader marketing strategy, right, of placing trust in your company as the one who can fix their problem or improve their business or whatever the outcome they're, they're after. Yeah, I think it's a it's a, it's a mixture like that, and it it kind of goes together with kind of that messy buyer journey and marketing ecosystem. And I mm. I like you know I, I would want a mix like as cool and as new as LinkedIn influencer ads are like that shouldn't be your you know probably your whole strategy. Uh, so, but I think it's this idea of like they don't have the, the idea that they don't know it's an ad like and it's not from the company it really is gonna be powerful because there's going to be in their feed after they take initial action this is going to be ads that look more like ads from your company they're gonna recognize those but then they're also going to start seeing these personal posts either from the founder executives maybe even team members that mm. you know you strategically sponsored and they're thinking that they're just getting exposed to your company organically they're hearing nice things but obviously mm. these are cherry-picked posts showing like client wins or like company culture that's like you know meant to influence how you perceive this company um i think that's you know obviously like yeah you see me getting excited like that the level of, of sophistication that you could do with this i think is is going to be there's a big range but then there's other people you know even if you're just using it very simply and crudely i think it's it's still gonna be powerful but yeah there's definitely some more complex things i think you could create yeah Awesome, man. Let's let's jump into a bit of a strategy in terms of how you can set these up and some best plays, in your opinion, anyway. Um, so I, I suppose, first and foremost, who is it that you'd recommend anyway that actually gets stuck into LinkedIn influencer ads? The the absolute best. So there'll be a range of people that will be useful for. I mean, I imagine it could be useful for almost any company there there are certain people that this is going to be best for. So if you're saying, you know, who is this like absolutely the best thing for me or should I get really excited? The people who are going to see the most success from this are people who have, have put in the manual work already to grind on social a little bit. Even if you just have mm. a, a handful of following, you start to get some or some traction. If you're not starting from scratch on the organic side, that'll be, that'll be huge because the reason being, what we found just running a traditional LinkedIn ads agency is that if you're starting, if you have a post that's starting with zero likes, zero comments, and then you start putting money behind it, it it's very expensive to push a post and try to grow it um, from, from scratch. And we find that having likes and comments on posts and ads improves the performance. Once people see that more other people have liked and commented, that has this social proof, third-party validation, they're much willing to give that message uh, and that post more time, more consideration. So if you've already done the work to know what kind of posts um, resonate with your organic posts, resonate with your prospects, and you have done that work to, to have some following and engaged following, and you have posts that 
um, have that. And you have posts, obviously, it would be nice if that's, you've already figured out which posts create inbound uh, leads, then that's, that's a superpower. If you if you have the organic side even halfway figured out, and you're getting mm -hmm. inbound leads, this is going to be a way to amplify that. And you might have tried to do it crudely by copying or doing screenshots, or just learning from that and making ads, but plugging it in directly and starting with posts that already have 50 likes and 12 comments or, you know, something like that, like that's going to be really powerful. Yeah. Cause yeah, those, yeah. those people that have been active on LinkedIn have even a tiny engaged following. They're going to be at a huge advantage trying these um, types. I, I suppose that makes sense. Right. Cause if you've had organic posts that you can scroll through and it's, is it the last six months of posts? I think so. Yeah. Six months is the, what I don't know yet. Cause it's so new is if you sponsor them now and then six months goes by, like, is it just, right. you know, do they then expire that they can't stay sponsored or you just have to snag them within that window. And then once they're sponsored, you know, you can keep them forever. I don't know that answer yet. And we no. can't do video yet. It's just a uh, text and single image so far. That feeling when you've got a six month old and, and one day post that was really, really successful and generated a hundred leads, but you just can't sponsor it. I know. <laughs> and then, and then, yeah, I mean, part of a good organic strategy is over time you test. And when you know that something's working, you start recycling, you test different hooks. So now instead of like just recycling, like you get your top 15, 20 posts, you, you make those, you create this evergreen kind of structure. And then you ensure that anyone who goes to your website, checks out your, visits your company page, or interacts with cold ads sees this like volts of 15 20 high caliber ads like you know that should that should be money mm. what about people justin that don't have much of a following or haven't perhaps they've done a little bit of content but perhaps they don't haven't maybe had a ton of success or the posts that they've done maybe haven't had much in terms of impressions or in terms of likes comments reposts etc what about that scenario? Should we ditch it until we've scaled up our LinkedIn presence and such a bit more or what are your thoughts? It's, it's a, yeah, it's a good question. And I know like hyping up how good it would be if you already have that in place might, might make starting without that seem really less attractive, but I will say I, I'll, I'll come back and I'll say this. It's still, even if you have, if you've never posted organically, if you don't have that figured out, if you have no following, I can almost guarantee that this style of ads will still probably outperform the vast majority of normal B2B ads you could run from your company page. Just them being from an actual person, from the leadership, them feeling more natural, they're going to outperform even without having anything else uh, mm. at your back or advantageous. It's still going to outperform all, the vast majority of regular company ads. So you should still be excited about it. Um, but yeah, if you have that in place, then you're, you know, should be really stoked. The, the level we could go into this topic is almost endless. Um, <laughs> but there's so many things that are coming to my mind now. Now, and we haven't even gotten to the actual kind of main strategy, but in terms of who actually should be doing it from a company. Yeah. So I don't know, say we're a B2B tech company, maybe we've got some kind of SaaS offering. Should it just be our founder and maybe some of our revenue or marketing leaders? Or we could get our sales reps or sales leaders involved. Like how how granular can we go in terms of you kind know, of the actual um, people that we're sponsoring these posts from? What, what yeah. do you think on that side of things? 
So before we had the LinkedIn ads agency, my first agency was a LinkedIn out- outreach agency. Um, it was direct response. It was cold outreach. One of the things we did realize, and we did it from people's personal LinkedIn accounts. I know that's really taboo and you know, there's a lot bad stigma around that, but I learned a lot in that, in that first foray of business. One of the things was people on LinkedIn pay attention more the higher up the, the ladder someone is saying something. So a lot of times when we would do direct outreach with LinkedIn, you know, we'd use the founder, CEO, president's account. A lot of times if that was, you know, not so they didn't like that and we'd use a VP or a head of sales or head of marketing, the results um, always dropped off. So I would say there's something really nice about humanizing and putting a face to the head of your company. So whoever your leader is, um, there's there's some, for marketing agencies, I do think like your head of marketing, your CMO, that that is a really viable option that head of marketing being the face for that company. I think that's worked well, even with SaaS companies. So I would say head of marketing or CEO founder, um, Mm. whichever one is maybe more, you know, what we have found is, yeah, if it's a sales rep, like people just assume, you know, they're on guard. They assume that there's a motive. The sales rep or a, you know, a or whatever head of sales isn't just on LinkedIn for the the heck of it. Like they want something, whereas the founder, some, some people actually assume that they have, you know, good intentions and want to educate people. So I would say those are the people you probably want to look at. Got it. Are you tired of the competition, stealing your potential clients and website traffic just because they rank higher than you on Google for the main services or products you offer? Or maybe you're already investing in SEO or marketing but your website's failing to convert your hard-earned visitors into a steady flow of qualified sales leads. Or perhaps you already work with a web or SEO agency, but they're just not getting you the results they promised. Let's fix that. Get in touch with us over at webchoiceuk.com. That's webchoiceuk.com. Mention the podcast and set up a call with Sam to see if we can help you with the results today. And in terms of, let's talk about actual tactics. So in terms of actually building these ads out, what's like a a starting point? So the the main tactics, like if you're looking to use this, that I would look to leverage would be a couple of things. First, I would say, yeah, take someone from leadership um, and and depending on your website traffic. So I guess there's a couple of scenarios. If you already are running LinkedIn ads or if you already have a nice marketing ecosystem, I would, I would work these into retargeting. Um, I would retarget 90 day website visitors, company page visitors, people that interacted with your cold ads. I would put uh, influencer ads in your 90 day retargeting as a starting point. And, and I would focus on, on posts, um, creating posts that build trust and credibility. Um, so it could be big partnerships, uh, announcements. Uh, it could be big clients, results, success uh, that we're excited about, company growth, things that position or, you know, or deep niched expertise, you know, really uh, example, case study, um, numbers, stats, um, really positioning you as an expert uh, in your space. And I would, yep. I would sponsor those kind of posts 
Um, and specifically, if possible, ones that have the, the most social interaction already with it. So the goal being that we want to, you know, do more than it, there's a big there's a big difference between a company ad saying, hey, we've worked with 300 plus logos. Um, you know, this is why you should trust us versus the CEO coming out and making a post that's announcing like how proud they are to partner with this visible logo and the results mm -hmm. they're getting for them. And it looks like a post that's sharing like insights and learnings from partnering with this. So it has like, you know, but it's also really drilling in your mind, like this company works with big brands, like that's the point and it's doing it sneakily. Uh, so I would say that that kind of stuff uh, is what you should lead with. And yeah. it'll help build trust and credibility, but in a less blatant in your face kind of way strategically. Yeah, yeah. So this is where perhaps we should talk about drawing a line because we all know that if you spent any time on LinkedIn and tried to create content, most of the time, if you do the traditional and inverted commas, me, me, me posts, like yeah. our company just got funding, we just won this award or we just won this client and it's just like a two or three liner and then maybe yeah. an award picture or a success picture or people in, in your company cheering or celebrating, popping champagne, whatever the hell it is. They yeah. usually flop. They get two or three likes, and that's probably from your company dog and maybe your colleague. Um, they yeah. don't drive any inbound leads, but quite yeah. often the ones that unpack, maybe they have something like that, but then they'll unpack and share some actionable tips of how you did the strategy and give people kind of ideas, insights, thoughts, opinions on, on what they can steal and put into play for their own strategy. Those tend to do a lot better. Um, I know you guys have set some meetings from these ads already. Are there any kind of frameworks or things like that that you tend to recommend that typically do quite well to give people a bit of an idea for structuring these posts? Um, yeah, and it's probably one of those things where it could be really beneficial to pick up like someone's LinkedIn organic guide. Um, like I never got around to making like these framework hooks. Um, I know like Matt Barker and Justin Welsh and whoever else uh, has like these frameworks. It, it might actually be worth um, because it is going to be different than a LinkedIn ad. You know, you want to structure it as if it's a personal post from an actual person sharing actual, you know, insights or something valuable. So from, for me personally, um, my framework is usually the, the first line, the hook is some kind of stat or some, um, you know, some desirable stat and then the promise to uncover like how we did it, you know, booked X amount of meetings, achieved X amount of results, saved X amount of money. Um, mm. And this is, you know, I'm going to show you how you do it. So uh, a, a goal that we want to achieve, the promise to unveil it, unveil it. And then my, my, my post is usually then packed with step-by-step -step instructions of, of how to achieve exactly that or how we did it. Um, that works incredibly well. And there's different, we do it with client um, case studies, our own ads, our call booking results, uh, cost savings of an audit. Um, and then we'll unpack it. And those do extremely well, both by popularity, uh, LinkedIn people, uh, the LinkedIn prospects seem to actually enjoy consuming it. And then it actually creates inbound leads. Uh, so I took those specific posts because I knew exactly which posts from my last six months have actually created inbound leads. And I, I brought those into my influence campaign, uh, which is, yeah, I'm really excited about that. And so it didn't surprise me um, that they're already, you know, booking calls. Uh, and what I did with mine was I already had a really robust 90 day uh, retargeting framework. Um, so I actually added this to my 30 day. So now after they take an action, they're, they're going to see these ads um, really intensely in the first 30 days. And then they'll still be in my broader 90 day, which will be more company and still some of my screenshot ones. So it's still a mixture. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's also why I, I probably saw results on mine really fast because I was also targeting the, the most recent interactions, trying to get the most bang for my buck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice, nice. It's funny how some of the traditional marketing and sales rules are thrown out of the window when it comes to LinkedIn posts because I've had much the same, like literally the posts when I've said stuff like how I outranked SEMrush within a month and then just break down the strategy and the, the marketing strat- tactics or copywriting tactics yeah. are like never use I, always talk about you and always put yourself in outside the reader's shoes and talk about the benefits for them. But when you actually write it from a personal perspective yeah. and as the hook and then break it down, those t- posts just like yourself have tend to do really well for for us i think i think it's because they're 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 masked in like you're not saying i'm the expert i know how to do this for everyone you're saying this is what i figured for myself and it's like a humble way of saying like or showing that you are an expert in that area um, because you're competent enough to do it yourself you're sharing that journey but it's like very disarming i mean because it's also like I think it's I think it's the co- type of content that people are looking to consume. It's it's the s- same vibe on YouTube. Like I go to YouTube. I, I actually yeah I, I view YouTube in a very similar way. I do LinkedIn. I come onto LinkedIn usually, sure to spread our message and to provide value and, and help create our inbound. But mm. I'm also there to consume and learn myself. I like uh, I like SEO, uh, Google Ads, Facebook Ads, Instagram Ads. Like even though I'm not doing all those things every day. I yeah. love to read like the breakdowns, the thought process. There's so much crossover, like psychology. Um, I love, and, and as marketers, we only have capacity to master a couple of things really well and then do a bunch of stuff. Okay. Sure. Um, and so it's really cool to learn from other people who are maybe just as smart as us uh, or smarter that have dove into a different area and, and learn from there. Um, so that's, that's the kind of content I enjoy. And it seems like that's the kind of content like other people enjoy that actually moves action as well because they realize it's more complicated than they thought and you've now positioned yourself as an expert. Uh, so you, you've teed it up kind of nicely. Yeah, it's that, that old trick, isn't it? Giving away everything yeah. you know for, for free. So yeah. people could do it themselves, but they realize it's going to be way too complex, take up way too much of their time. So they might as well hire an expert to, to get the job done well. We've just had a good question from Tris Taylor. Do you need to be an influencer to be able to do these? No, you do not. You just need to have a personal profile that is attached to a company. So you have to be listed as an employee, uh, as an active employee of that company. Uh, and then you are able to uh, to sponsor these. Beautiful. Beautiful. So, yeah, we were talking about kind of how you can set up tactic-wise. You mentioned retargeting, perhaps 90-day website traffic or LinkedIn page traffic. Um, are those are those kind of the and then find out dig out those posts that have had the most success whether that was in terms of kind of views impressions likes comments or the ones that actually drove meetings or leads for the sales team um what do we do once we've set up is 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 that all there is or is there a fair bit more that we need to tinker manage and experiment with um so there'll be a couple of things i mean so yeah if, if you're just adding it into retargeting layer um you know, it should kind of do its job. You can monitor like the 90 day frequency and you could see how many ads from this campaign, the typical prospect is seeing. Um, mm-hmm. You can then decide, you know, if you need more creatives or not, I would set it to rotate ads evenly versus uh, optimize for performance. The goal here would be for them to see as many of those hero posts um, as possible in that 90 day frame, not just reshow them the top two or three ads multiple, multiple times. 
Yep. Um, and then the other thing, you know, I, I would also really consider them for the cold. Um, even if you're not an influence influencer, they are still, I can almost guarantee they're going to work better than uh, most regular ads from the company page. Um, I would pick a slightly different um, at, or topics. Um, you could still do the examples, the, uh, the stat progression. You know, this is how we accomplish this. Those I think still work really well for cold. I would stay yeah. away from like just, you know, who we partnered with, company news, company wins, because they don't know who you are, what you do yet. So they don't care about what you've accomplished. The, the mm. initial cold post should be more um, subject matter expertise, um, how to, you know, um, uh, or guides or things like that. The hook should clearly say like, you, they, yeah, you just can't assume that they know who you are, what you do. So it should be more uh, straightforward. Either this is the benefits of your product service. These are the main results. These are the main pain points you solve. Those kind of posts uh, would work great for the cold layer. And then, yeah, you should you should kind of look at the frequency and then judge them. One of the good things to know is all clicks on these are pretty much chargeable. Um, and so if they click read more, if they interact with it, they're chargeable clicks. So um, okay. you'll have more clicks from it. They won't necessarily all be generating website traffic. Well, they also don't have like a landing page. Um, but all of those clicks are retargetable. So even though you're not sending them to a landing page, if they express interest or curiosity and are engaging with the post, all of that can be pulled into retargeting. Yeah, that's or, a good point. Go or ahead. if that campaign is in retargeting, all of that data can be pulled and segmented into like a hotter lead uh, or hotter prospect uh, category. Gotcha. Yeah, I was, I was going to say you raised a good point there. Because we're sponsoring existing posts, we don't, unlike... Um, company ads i don't think you've got the option to send them to a specific website page do you it'll just no although you could structure the posts and comments like in order so you could put links and so yeah there's i i don't know if there's going to be like what their rules are what they approve or not approve or what you could get away with but yeah you could make your personal post i'm pretty sure you can go back and still edit like you could make a post that gets tons of engagement. I think you can edit it. You could stack it with links that would have killed mm -hmm. the um, engagement early on when it was purely organic. And then you could sponsor it, I think. Um, so I, that, that could work. You could have landing pages. Yeah, that's a bit of a, a sneaky one, isn't it? Like go back to a really old successful <laughs> post, put a CTA at the bottom saying, PS, I'm taking on five more clients. Yeah. yeah. Something like that. But then yeah. again... I guess the nature of LinkedIn, like no matter what call to actions you put is usually people have followed you for weeks, if not months, and then they eventually yeah. direct message you or go to your website scheduler rather than that one-off CTA that just blew up everything. Like that's pretty rare, right? Yeah. And the other thing you could do is you could make, you could make personal posts knowing that you're going to sponsor them and put like, I was thinking, you know, I could make a personal post and oh, I did make a personal post announcing uh, influencer ads. I'm then going to sponsor that post mm -hmm. uh, as an influencer ad and show them to, um, I don't know, maybe like personal branding agencies or marketing agencies who who engage with dark social content and uh, and push them towards a new one or something. So, or you could, um, yeah, you could, you could have one that you're posting and you're saying, hey, friend, I know you've been following us or engaging with our content lately. I'd love for you to book a call. Um, and you're just showing that. So it's a personal post, but you're just showing that to people that have engaged with like your LinkedIn 90 day retargeting ads. 
and then you sponsor a personal post that's speaking directly to that group, acknowledging that they've engaged with your brand and blah, 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 and managing yeah. them to book a call. But it would feel more personal because it's coming from your company CEO versus the company page. Um, nice. I think that would be clever. Yeah, yeah. Um, and is it much the same in terms of like uh, cost per clicks and things like that? Is it much the same as the company page was? As I mean, for it's, example, you helped us with ours recently, and I think we were putting like ten to twenty dollars per day behind each ad set. Is it a similar kind of thing? Yeah, it it will be similar. the The math will be slightly different because it's counting almost everything as clicks. So the but then the cost per click is is really small. So it's saying like my cost per click is like ten, fifteen, twenty cents, but it's counting any interaction with the whatever as a click. So it'll be interesting. I, I need more data to see like what the cost per, per like actual landing page. Well, but yeah, how would they even, they'd have to, it, it would really be, actually, I would assume that would be high then because for them to then go to our website, they'd have to leave LinkedIn, Google us or go to our company page. So maybe like the cost per company page visit from those campaigns would be interesting because they would have to like get intrigued and then start doing research on their own. So some of that stuff we'll be able to track um, or, you, yeah, but the cost, per, I would say the, the CPM is going to be a lot lower. Um, so the, you know, the cost for like a thousand impressions uh, will probably yeah. be lower and the cost per interaction will be lower. Traditionally, um, it will yeah. be, yeah, it will be harder, obviously more expensive to drive direct traffic to a landing page or company page with those ads. But the idea is that you're moving the needle on trust, credibility, humanization of your brand that should impact other campaigns to be more effective as well. Got it. Should have asked this at the start, but it feels like to me, so at the time of recording, we're late June 2023, that the organic reach behind content <laughs> across the board feels like it's gone down by about half over the last two or three months to me. Are you seeing that as well? Yeah, we definitely saw that. I would say that's, yeah, I'm seeing that. Uh, we noticed a big drop in my personal organic reach, inbound leads from, um, from our LinkedIn organic. And I'm sure, I'm sure it's just a coincidence that it's happening just at the time that LinkedIn rolls out a way for people to pay for more impressions from their personal accounts. So um, for me, yeah, I'm gonna see it as I, I need to, I needed to adopt this as fast as possible to supplement what they've, you know, kind of penalized the organic side and we're moving into more pay to play, which fine, whatever. But yeah, I definitely noticed that. Mm, yeah, definitely. Um, are there any other, we talked about a couple, Justin, but there, are there any lesser known plays or more unusual strategies or ways that we can implement these that you think that are going to be quite nice to play around with? Um, I, th I think there'll be a lot of, I think there'll be a lot of experimenting that, that comes out. I think it'll only be a matter of time before they allow us to sponsor video posts, which I think will be, will be really fun. Um, especially if they let us track the views of, personally posted videos and funnel that those views into retargeting audiences. I think that could be huge. Um, one of the things that we're thinking about doing organically is um, using having strategically having different employees specifically post certain things with the intention of sponsoring them um, so that we can expose prospects to more people, more strategic people in our team, um, kind of humanize the brand, let them know who our, our leaders are. Um, yep. For example, one of them, we just hired uh, Sheila, who was working as LinkedIn uh, technical support, and now she's going to be a digital account manager for us. 
Um, nice. We plan on making an announcement, you know, that she just joined the team. She just made a post this morning that she just joined the team. I fully intend on leveraging, you know, her kind of network and doing some influencer sponsored posts of hers, probably her announcement that she's joining our team, get that crossover recognition, third party validation um, from that. So I, I do think there's some clever things you could do. Um, one of the things I thought about was kind of, yeah, anyone who's attached to your company can be sponsored. So it might open the door for like affiliate or sponsorship plays um, where I say, hey, Sam, you know, can you list Impactable as a current occupation as an advisor? And then can you make, you know, will you make a post uh, saying that we are the LinkedIn ads of choice? Uh, and then I will sponsor that. So then I have not just our employees, but your title. That is an that interesting play. That is a really companies. interesting play. You want to tell me? Okay, that's, that's what I was after, man. Do one for you. And I mean, because <laughs> it, it's not trickery. Like, it's true. Like, I, if, if anyone wants, you know, SEO or Google ads, like, I refer them to you. And I would say as much if you want to record this clip, I highly recommend Web Choice to all of our clients uh, for SEO uh, paid search. Uh, Sam and his agency is genius at what they do, and we fully endorse them. And so if I were to make a post that said that, and I was attached to your company profile, and then you sponsor that, pretty, pretty nice. And then, yeah. yeah, I could do that with three or four people. And then essentially, yeah, I'm curating this journey of third-party validation that feels very organic and natural. And like these customers, these prospects, these prospects just discovered, you know, this cool agency that everyone seems to love, all these noticeable, noticeable people, but it's, you know, it's as sneaky as clutch. I can imagine. <laughs> Don't get me started on clutch or GTO. No. <laughs> yeah, that dropped off too, which I, it makes yeah. me think some of it is also just this seasonal. Like I noticed our Big Google time. search traffic dropped down, our clutch. Well, actually, I don't know. The clutch traffic didn't drop down, but they're still charging as much. Um, and it didn't seem to be like converting as much. So I, that's a different story. <laughs> that angle that you've just raised there with influencer mm -hmm. or partnerships could be huge. I can see martech companies just listening to this and then getting kind of people that have got belting reach on linkedin um like i can think of a bunch of sales leaders and marketing leaders right now they could do a deal with them like stick advisor on your profile stick a post that's perhaps actionable helpful has a good hook but then at the end of it give us a call to action here's five grand let's uh let's expose the heck out of it and get it to all your audience and sponsor the, the heck out of it yeah, it could be. Yeah, that alone could be something that's a really, a really it's, big thing all by itself. Mm, there's so many angles off that. That's, that's really, really interesting. Yeah, that could be fun. So is there anything else we should discuss when it comes to weaving this into the wider marketing approach, i.e. like we talked about retargeting, maybe making better use of the SEO traffic or paid ads traffic that's coming to your site? It sounds to me like this is very much... Uh, almost an advanced demand gen strategy. Yeah, I, I would say it's it's definitely, yeah. If, if you try to use this in the old playbook, like just be, I mean, sure, it might actually still be better than boring B2B ads from the company page, but you'll really be missing a mark. I, I've, we've seen some people using this already out in the wild, the companies internally putting it out. And it's like, it's like when the the companies internally are trying to make posts for their CEO, it's like, they're just sharing blog articles and it's like the worst organic post that, that gets no traction because it's clearly done by like the intern in marketing who's trying mm -hmm. to make posts for the CEO. And they're just either resharing other posts or sharing articles or, you know, it's just nothing. 
and yeah. and then they're sponsoring that. So sure, maybe that does do better than the really crappy, boring post from the company page. But you're really like missing the mark on like how you could be doing that. You really should be looking uh, to e- extract subject matter expertise from the actual subject matter expert. And now this is the easiest way. Um, instead of like sitting down and interviewing them, getting that, writing a blog, or turning that into content from the company page. You literally yeah. get that or get him to just get them to divulge that, put it in a post and then sponsor it. Um, like, yeah, you just need to, I guess those who struggle with organic strategy that ever produces inbound leads aren't going to get the full effectiveness of this. Those people who understand that you can actually get powerful inbound leads by a demand gen approach with organic strategy, using this to amplify, naturalize, humanize what you're doing will add fuel to it. Do you think it's fair to say that if your company doesn't have any subject matter experts that aren't getting decent organic response at the moment, should probably just partner with someone who has got that reach in your target market or niche, do what we just talked about, yeah. pay them whilst you build someone up internally, um, and then once you've got someone with their profile built up and that's, that's kind of learned the game, learned the way of creating organic uh, content that resonates with the ICP, been off the advisor and Bob's your uncle. Yeah, honestly, I mean, that could be so f- powerful um, because yeah, the, the big thing is, yeah, you, you'd want a subject matter expert who is visible in the industry already, um, mm-hmm. ideally. Otherwise, it's the mm-hmm. same idea, like you're starting from scratch and you're using paid, paid ads and money to try to make someone a visible player yeah, yeah. in the organic space, which is really, really tough to do. That's what I mean. So for example, in the sales space, think of someone like Josh Braun, yeah. who's like possibly got one of the biggest sales followings, to my knowledge anyway, because um, he actually posts decent stuff around sales tips, expertise, and mindset. If a company partnered with him that didn't have a subject matter expert, let's say they provide some kind of sales performance software in the SaaS space, they don't have a subject, subject matter expert with good reach and organic content. They hire him for a few months yeah. whilst they build someone up internally, then they shift it internal. Like that, that's huge, right? Yeah, you could probably, yeah. You could probably charge a month, like either a set fee for, I mean, yeah, that could be a, its own little space. Like, I mean, that's your own about, new service offering. <laughs> yeah. I'm go solo on that one. Uh, I think it'd be hard to detach from here, but yeah, essentially like, yeah, if, if there's, if I found, if I'm an influence in the marketing space, then yeah, ideally someone, you know, other agencies like you, um, we could, we could either develop just strategic partnerships and do this for each other or us as individual influencers to other people outside our little group that yeah, could sell our slots. Like if someone wants me to, to attach myself to their company page and like talk about their, you know, help them position themselves as experts, obviously it's, it should be something I believe in, but then, yeah, I should be able to sell that. And it should probably be an ongoing thing because I'd have to ongoingly agree to keep my profile attached to their company page. And so it'd probably be some ongoing um, deal to make that worth it but they would get big ROI if they do it strategically. Like, yeah, I'm thinking if I do that, if I have the people that are known in our space referring LinkedIn ads uh, clients to us and they make that post or think about just, Justin Welsh makes a post and, and then you like, and yeah, if you make this post, because the other thing you're tapping into is not just like the visibility of like a known mm. person and then you're making an ad, you literally do get to tap into their network. They make the post, their actual audience sees the post. And yeah. then you're sponsoring it. So I do believe you could actually then, you know, retarget all those people that engage with their personal posts. So you're actually like 
tapping into their their own audience as well on an ongoing way. Yeah, yeah. And for anyone that doesn't yeah, know that Justin Welsh, he's possibly, to my knowledge anyway, Justin, I don't know if you agree, but possibly the biggest, biggest, yeah. let's say, influencer in inverted commas for um, personal branding space and kind of solopreneur, solopreneurship space on LinkedIn, to my knowledge anyway. Yeah. One of those like dream scenarios too, where he probably is making like multiple seven figures as a one person like agency, which is like, you know, mm. every, every person's like they, when they set out to do an agency, usually that's what they meant to do, but it's like mm. actual agencies are usually, you know, only like 1% would ever get to that part. But yeah, he's done very well. Yeah. Yeah. And I'd imagine if, if anyone wanted to sponsor his stuff, he'd be, he'd be charging a, a fair, fair yeah, free penny. Well, Cause they, they do, they started to do stuff like that. Like um, you can, he sells sponsorships in his newsletter and other mm. people do that where they'll say, you know, sponsor the podcast or uh, get sponsored in the newsletter. I'll, I'll block, I'll put you a little blurb to you to all of my whatever. So it'd be very similar to that. Like if you want me to, if you want to do a sponsorship with me, this is, you know, packages for that. Uh, but it'd be, yeah, I, honestly, that could be huge. And not as, you know, me selling space, but what I could do for our agency, if we had three or four strategic partners, who who would help help use their influence with paid ads behind it to send like an evergreen re- referral flow to us like that would be hmm. just amazing awesome awesome man. We well, should test. definitely test definitely testing these um so hopefully we've shined a light in terms of how you can expose these linkedin influencer ads to your company advantage um or partnership advantage or sponsorship yeah. advantage. Um, so with that, Justin, is there anything we, we missed before we wrap things up that you want to end on? No, I think that I think that should be a good one. This is a topic that will need a lot more digging into, a lot more experimentation. It'd probably be good to, you know, I'll probably put some stuff together like exact how to the setup, what they look like. People are struggling to find them. Um, so I guess the, the last thing I would say is they have to be um either awareness or um, engagement as an objective. I'm pretty sure you have to turn off expansion and audience network. And then when you go over to the next tab to actually um, add new creatives, uh, you can click browse existing content. So you still select a single image ad type um, with either awareness or engagement objective. And when you go to select create the ads, you select browse existing content. And now where it used to just be company page posts that would show there, it has sponsored company and employee. And if you click on employee, you start typing someone's name. If they're attached to that company, their name will come up. All of their posts from the last six months will come up. You'll click on the post that you want to use. You'll have to click um, request approval. It'll send your approval request to that person. They'll have to approve. And then you'll have to go back to that section of all your requested ads. Um, select them and then actually click sponsor and then they'll go through approval process. So some people are, everyone should have them. So it shouldn't be a case that you, it hasn't been rolled out to you. They should be available. You might just be struggling to find them. So uh, I'll try to put something out that walks you through more uh, step-by-step and visual, um, but that is how you find them. Um, but yeah, that was the probably the last thing I had. Legend. So with that, Justin, please do tell us more about how everyone can connect with you, learn more about your company yeah. and anything you want to send our audience to. The, the best places to find um, myself and the company, uh, LinkedIn Ads Agency is impactable.com. Uh, LinkedIn Ads is our core offering. Uh, you can also find me on LinkedIn, search for Justin Rowe, R-O-W-E. I'm usually the first one that pops up. And then I, I really like to send people to our YouTube channel as well. So if you go to YouTube and you type in impactable or LinkedIn Ads Agency, 
usually you'll find us. We have 250 something videos. It's probably one of the biggest uh, free resources for LinkedIn ads education. Uh, and I'm, I'm really proud of uh, that community there. So check out uh, those three places if you want to learn more. Legend. Justin, really appreciate the conversation. Um, thanks very much for, for coming on the show. And I can certainly endorse Impactable as we partner with them, like I say, to send any LinkedIn ads requirement prospects their way. So be sure to check them out. Thank you once again, sir. Awesome. I appreciate it. Thank you. No worries, dude. And as always, if you enjoyed today's episode, a quick rating or review on your podcast channel is appreciated. Or if you're on YouTube, a subscribe goes a long way. And with that, we'll catch you on the next one for more actionable, no BS, B2B marketing tips to grow your business and revenue. Catch you soon.